Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning, Hannah. Thank you, Mrs. Jenna, for allowing me to be here. Please call me Jenna Lee. I will. Ms. You're making me Jenna feel old. Lee. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Just Jenna Lee, okay, or pastor, if you, if you must. Yeah. Yes. Um, listen, Hannah, I have followed your journey, obviously, for a while on social media. I just told people you are the daughter of Apostle Felix Oko, of course, yes. and then um, I've known your mother personally as well. But just give us a bit of background into who you are, um, where you are from, and just who Hannah is, man. Um, okay. Hi, everyone listening. Um, so my name is Hannah Georgia Obiadiri Oko. I am the youngest daughter of three, well, Yes, we are four, but I have three older brothers. I'm 16 this year. And really, when I talk about myself, I can't help but leave out how much God has helped me. Uh, when I talk about myself, I can't leave out just how much God has an influence in my life. So pretty much who I am is someone who hopes to bring change and influence to my community and my country at large. And um I'm someone who enjoys learning. I'm someone who gets up when she falls down. And I'm someone who's quite passionate to continue to persevere and show others what it's like to have God on your side when such things happen. I do want to ask you what it's like growing up as a PK. And I mean, you went through the whole journey with them, how the church expanded and all eyes are on you. You guys have a pretty large congregation. Congregation, We're talking thousands of yeah. people. Um, what is it like to be in the spotlight as the pastor's kid? I think sometimes I don't even think it's like I, I my dad tells me, do you know people are watching you? And I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't think of that. And so it's it's quite interesting. I think it makes me more conscious of more things, which can be positive, but other times it's negative. But I think just realizing that this is my dad's destiny and just watching him take the nations for God is what inspires me. Um despite the positive and negative. So it's interesting, definitely. And do you ever feel that pressure? You're saying your dad is asking you, do you know people are actually watching you? You're, uh, I think PKs are somewhat of a celebrity in church almost, <laughs> and all the teenagers want to be like you, and some of the guys want to be with you, and other people <laughs> just hate mm. you because you are you. Yeah. Do you feel that pressure um, of being under the spotlight, and how do you deal with it? I definitely feel the pressure. I think I take it as a way to teach people who are watching. I think with a lot of, um, I'd say, for example, the Sunday school girls, they're seeing what does Hannah wear on a Sunday um, and just teaching them the concept of modesty and what I wear sometimes. That's one of the things I take when I think of people watching me and also, you know, in, in, other, th in other sectors of my life and allowing people to learn from that. So, yeah. Let's talk about uh, this modesty that you're talking about, dressing modesty or modesty is not a principle that is very popular amongst yeah. young people and uh, some Christians might think it is boring or some young people might think the way but I've never even noticed to be honest with you that you are dressing modestly I mm. never looked at you and thought you are intentionally dressing modestly I just thought that wow you just see your beauty and your style but when you look at social media and you look at pop culture especially yeah. as a 16 year old um, what do you think about fashion and its impact on young Christians? 
I think that a lot of people have the wrong idea on modesty. They think it's got to be boring. They think it's only for 40 and older. But I also think that it also comes with conviction in your walk with Christ. Um, some people don't feel convicted from wearing crop tops and wearing um, other sorts of clothing. But then the more that you grow, I think that conviction just comes naturally. And so you feel more comfortable in wearing longer things, which it isn't to um, condone anyone who doesn't. But that's just my idea on it. Let's talk about your mother if you're okay with it Because as I said, I knew your mother Your mother was actually a guest on the show as well Um, We were talking about her book that she wrote And and, I mean, we shared her journey with our listeners as well And she's gone to be with the Lord Um, Losing your mother at such a young age And I know you were her pride and joy She used to talk about you all the time And in her fight, she always used to tell me She's thinking of you She does not want to leave you Tell me about how you got through Or I don't even know if you get through it You kind of just live through it How you lived through the process of losing your mother at such a young age I think it was just understanding that uh, it was her time to go And I think in doing that I was more um, accepting of what happened Because I knew that it wasn't because um, of anything other than but the will of God So that's what kept my heart at peace and I think I also just wanted what my mom wanted. I know she wanted to go and I know she felt it was a time. And so I was at peace with that as well. The journey wasn't easy, obviously, recovering from that. But um, I think it's it's made easier by standing in faith with God. You know, my grandmother had cancer as well. And I actually looked after her. I think I was about... 14, 15 years old, I left school uh, to go and look after her, did my matric via correspondence because I was very, very close to her. But even today, I know there's one lady on TikTok, I can't remember her name now, who always shares her, her journey, a chemo journey, losing the hair. And, you know, you can actually see that she's not feeling mm. well. And when I see that on TikTok, sometimes I just pass, not because of anything, but because I really struggle to... Um, to process that pain yeah. or to process that struggle, it can actually make me quite depressed sometimes. Mm. Um, so how did you cope with with dealing with your mother's sickness on her lowest time, yeah. seeing her like that? Um, I actually think that we leaned on each other quite a lot. So when my mom was down, I, I felt like we were always there for each other. So she was always that pillar that I could lean on. And in addition, also I had my family who was also very strong and my dad who was always encouraging us and we'd always pray together. So those are the things that really helped me when my mom was at the lowest to just remind myself always of why this is happening and trying to allow God to still keep my heart and my family at peace throughout yeah. Uh, I must say people are listening to you right now and they are so impressed with your wisdom. Um, I want to see you. Surieta says, well done to our young nation. They are listening to you and you are making Christians uh, proud. Uh, About this, the last question I want to ask you on this is what is your advice to young people whose parents might be going through something similar? What would you say to them? I would say trusting God. Um, First of all, I think... It's it's harder to do things when you're leaning on yourself, but when you have someone who is he who who has the power, you know, who has, um, who is able to change, you know, able to do exceedingly abundantly, and above all, we can ask a thing like it says in Ephesians three verse twenty. He's the one that can do all. So that just trusting in him is what can really help you. And 
also trying to learn from it. I think there's just so much I learned from my mom that when she left or, or when, when um, she ascended into mm-hmm. glory is what we call it, mm-hmm. um, I think I just couldn't forget how much I learned from her and how much that structured me as the young woman that I am today. So. Um, yes, I think this is so important. And today you are representing not only yourself, but uh, teenagers across South Africa. We're going to get to your journey um, in Miss Teenager South Africa. But first tell me, how did you discover your love for the beauty industry? Because you've always been into modeling. Yes. Um, I think I discovered it when I was a little bit younger, but I needed to just take a break to work on myself. So it started um, when I was in grade four. I knew this was something that I wanted to do, the whole pageant thing, the whole modeling thing. And I also started getting into makeup at that time. Um, But I think because of my appearance, I used to get bullied quite a lot because I had quite a big overbite. I think when I actually when I went to the dentist, they had told me that I had the biggest overbite in their history. Sure. So it, it took me a while, especially to just gain confidence in myself. So I took that break. But when I came back, I was ready than ever. I think I was ready to take it on and whatever challenges, whatever trials, I was going to do it. So I think starting up, that's pretty much the story of how I got into all of it. And the passion grew the more that I persevered. And how did you deal with those bullies? Because you heard me just speaking about the bullies. I was bullied a little bit this morning when I was on TV. (laughs) I felt like they are bullying me because there was just negative comments coming. And it was just a rough morning for me. And sometimes I'm strong. I can handle the bullies. Mm. But there will be those days like today where I just feel like really, guys, I just feel like, in fact, I should leave this thing of radio and TV and just do something in admin where people can just leave me alone. You know, (laughs) sometimes it it hurts. It hurts. Um, And I, I think that sometimes people who bully you online or even at school, they don't understand that yes we are strong and yes we are able to withstand and yes you are maybe broken and that's why you are bullying that's why you are hurting other people but it still hurts how do you handle bullies it was hard to actually get into that point where i could handle it because at some point i just felt like i really can't but uh when i really started to handle i started to realize that I'm more than what people say I am. I'm actually, I'm not what people say I am. In fact, I'm what God says I am. And he says, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. And remaining or or continuing to remind myself of that helped me to realize that I'm actually not what they say. So... Yeah, uh, Bonisile Grace Trele says that's our princess, yes. and, and she's sending you so much love. They say they are so proud of you. Anna, tell me, why did you decide to participate in Miss Teenager South Africa? Um, I decided to participate because it's something I've always kind of kept my eye on. You know how people say, um, I remember one of the Miss South Africans was saying how they'd been um, watching the Miss South Africa pageants for years. And that was literally me. I'd been watching the Miss Teenagers essay um, pageants for quite some time. So I thought this is my time now. I'm finally of age and I just, I wanted to go and I think this is my time to finally enter. So, yeah. I do want to ask you why you think it is important for Christians or believers to have representation on these kind of platforms like your Miss SA and your Miss Teenager SA. I think because sometimes it does get pretty hard to stand confident in your faith because you don't see other people who are doing it. So when you finally have someone who is, and especially in pageantry, it's nice because you can actually see the representation and learn from it and take it up yourself. So. 
That is so true. But some Christians still feel that, you know, pageantry is not for us. They mm. feel that, um, and I'm playing an advocate right now. They feel that um, women parading half naked is, you know, it's not good. They feel that we shouldn't be involved in that at all. What's mm. your take on that? Honestly, I thought the same thing. Um, I know my dad is one of the biggest influences on why I thought so. But I knew that coming into pageantry, there'd be moments when I would obviously model in a swimsuit. But also, it's um, important to decide your boundaries. I think you do have an option. And even if you don't, then you rather don't take it. I know there was a photo shoot I once did, and they wanted me to wear a very cheeky swimsuit. And I just didn't, I didn't do it. I actually didn't do the photo shoot at all. And I wasn't proud... Um, I wasn't proud of what they did, but I was proud of myself because I walked away and I said that I'm not going to overstep this boundary. So as much as this is what the industry does hold, um, it's up to you to decide what are you going to allow them to do regarding yourself. You have power. I like what you said. We have power. We can decide what those boundaries are. What are you hoping to achieve with participating in Miss Teenager South Africa? Um, I have always... My my mom says that I have quite a humanitarian heart. Mm-hmm. And I really think that this pageant has helped me to show that. Um, one of my dreams has been starting up a... Um, a foundation because my I I've chosen to advocate for children um, in my pageant journey, so that's been one of my dreams. And Miss Teenage SA has really helped me open my eyes to the opportunities it would give me with that platform. So that's really what I'm going for. And another thing is obviously passion and influence. You know, showing people um, what God has done in my life and influencing them to really invest in their walk with Christ. Now, there's a lot of things happening in our country at the moment from Tabu Bester escaping Mm. Dr. Nandipa. And I think she's somebody that some people looked up to because she was also in the beauty industry and she's quite a beautiful woman. There's a lot of things happening in our country, corruption, politics, all of that. What role do you think young Christian youth should play in shaping uh, the thinking and shaping the narrative and the culture for South Africa, not just in the future, but today? Yeah. I always stand for the quote that um, the youth are the future of tomorrow. And I think as Christian youth, because we're growing in our faith and really time is money because we've we've got a lot of time. If you think about someone who would be, say, 70 years old, whereas in comparison to me, who is 16, I have a lot more time to start structuring my life to really, really build enough strength uh, spiritually, mentally, physically to make huge changes in my generation and generations ahead of me. That is so true. You've got the time. You've got the time and you've got the savvy as well to still make a very, very big change. I want to ask you about Christian dating. And I'm so happy that I get to speak to you now because I don't often get to speak to people your age who are born again Christians who are as beautiful as you are. So obviously I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of guys are hitting on you and things (laughs) like that. Listen, what do you understand under Christian dating? Because it's a confusing subject. Yeah. I think um, it's it's a very controversial thing that what I say, but my youth pastor always used to make the joke, if you don't have money to pay for your dates, then you shouldn't be going on dates. <laughs> that's and true. that's always what I've stood for. Well, it's, it's, it's more of a joke, but I really do take it seriously because, and I think also you realize that 
it's, it's just not the time. For me, that's my thought right now. For some people, they think it is time. But for me, I think there's just so much I'm doing right now that being in a relationship would restrict me from getting done. Yeah. And what does the future hold for you? What's next? I know people still need to support you and vote for you to become Miss Teenager South Africa. What does the future hold for you and how do we support you? Um, so I think that I, I believe, by, I'm talking by faith right now, that there's a lot coming up in the future that I, I do intend to do. Uh, strongly from my heart and to support honestly I would say please do vote um, please do look out for um, some initiatives that I'd be trying to bring up um, on my Instagram and yeah this is the future South Africa this is our now if we have the opportunity to have a young intelligent as Pamela also said they mature young lady a believer of God on such a platform then let's support her as best we can and and I always say sometimes people don't understand the power of a platform yeah. I think one of the most powerful things we can do as Christians is to support our young people and Till they get to a platform where they can influence. Yes. I'm on radio, I'm on the news, I'm on television, but it's not for the sake of being on television, it's for the sake of creating the platform yes. so that I might have a voice. And I think Miss Teenager South Africa will help you to create a platform or to, to occupy a platform so that you might have a voice. Nikki says, Hi, family, Hannah, all of the best on your journey. On which platforms can we interact with you? Okay, um, so that is Instagram, definitely, at its.georgia, which is G-E-O-R-G-I-A dot O-K-O-H. O-K-O there we have it. And as Bonisila just said on Facebook, let's vote, 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 vote yes. for her.